Hello and welcome to show six of Keto Happiness with me, Rob Saunders. Today's guest is Daisy Brackenholt, the Keto Woman. She'll be on very shortly. In the meantime, the Keto Happiness Podcast is for educational purposes only. And if you're embarking on a new health plan, new way of eating, diet, anything like that, fitness regime, don't forget to see to see your doctor, discuss it with your medical advisor or physician. Now, this podcast is for people who would like to find out more about the ketogenic lifestyle. And it's not just eating, it's the well-being and the positive effects it has on people. Now, over the next few podcasts, or all the podcasts, we'll be discussing with healthcare specialists, authors, and general people who have found this an advantageous way of life. Now, we join Daisy in a few seconds. And today we are joined by Daisy Brackenhall. Now, Daisy is a Brit, which is great for um, our UK podcast, who actually lives in the southwest of France and is an ardent keto advocate. Keto has brought many changes to her life, including dramatically improving her depression and migraines. And she's passionate about sharing the sense of empowerment that comes from getting to grips with your health and well-being so that more women can benefit. Daisy's a podcaster, runs a fantastic all-women Facebook group called Kick-Ass Keto Bitches and is an admin on the Ketogenic Forums. And her podcast is called Keto Woman. And you can catch up with all the episodes at ketowomanpodcast.com. Welcome, Daisy. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for asking me here, Rob. Uh, oh, it's absolute pleasure. And I really wanted to um, obviously talk about your journey, but also have an emphasis on the, the female aspect of um, the ketogenic lifestyle, uh, not just the food, but the, the, the physiology, the, the well-being and things like that. Because um, we've had Carrie Brown talking about bipolar and things like that, and I'm interested in your um how you've sort of overcome depression and things so um what I'll, what i'll do i'll just take it i'll give you the uh, the mic and um you can sort of introduce yourself in in terms of your journey wow okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm used to being on the other side of the mic so ah. this is a little bit uncomfortable for me. <laughs> <laughs> well you can ask me questions and we'll do a joint one <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have to be careful i don't i don't switch into podcast host mode and end up interviewing you yeah we'll go welcome to the two keto brits <laughs> so yes like you say i am a brit through and through i've been living in france for 15 years now uh, i do i do very much enjoy it but my aim is is to get back to the uk uh, believe it or not in the in the current climate I, I miss my family and I have a young niece and nephews and I would like to be closer to them so that I can see them more often. Fabulous. But for the time being, I enjoy being in France and there's there's lots of wonderful food. You mentioned before we started that you come here on holiday, so oh, you're yes. well aware of that. Oh, the food and I know it's not keto, but we go to Normandy and I love cider. And for oh. a treat, we will have um, very lots of cider and things like that. So... Uh, yeah, so uh, please, please go on. So yes, I mean, my keto journey has, I've been keto for the past couple of years, but before that, I was low carb, probably for a couple of years before that. I have a slightly different history from, from some people. I lost most of my weight through weight loss surgery and had quite a difficult journey with that. I started okay. off with the lap band, which was a catalogue of disasters and okay. multiple operations uh, that just all sorts of things went wrong, which I won't bore you with. If anyone's <laughs> interested, they can they can hear all about it on an episode I did with the two keto dudes uh, when I go into some of the grim details. But uh, basically, that, that didn't go very well, uh, but I ended up with uh, revision surgery, uh, a gastric sleeve, 
And that did work very well for me, to start with, at least. But right from the get-go, I thought something is not right here with the advice I was being given. I know I'm in France, but to be told to eat a third of a baguette with every meal, <laughs> just even then, it just seemed yeah. completely off. You know, I, yeah. I knew this was one of the kind of foods that I tended to overeat, but it just seemed like a very empty kind of, from a nutritional point of view, an empty food stuff to have. So I started talking to people on a weight loss surgery forum and someone who's uh, turned into a very good friend started challenging me on what I was thinking. I'd already started to head into lower, moderate carb, but I was eating lots of things like lentils, pulses, those sure. kind of things still. And I was in full flow about good carbs versus bad carbs. And she said, oh, you know, you're, 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 you're talking rubbish. Um, you don't need carbs. And I was like, what? But, you know, these are good carbs. These are healthy carbs. Yeah. And she sent me off to some websites like Diet Doctor to look at the science behind it and said, you know, don't just take my word for it. Go and yeah, sure. look up the research for yourself, which is what I did. And that's when I get it started getting more and more towards the low carb state yeah. um, but I still had a few issues I got right down to my target weight and then I started to have some regain and it was her again who said you need to switch this up to keto you need to get a, that little bit more restrictive yeah and there's this great Facebook group called the two keto dudes <laughs> and I'd actually I'd actually come off Facebook about a week before so I rejoined just to just to sign up and well, the rest is history. Oh, I, yeah. I went on, I asked all sorts of awkward <laughs> questions and wormed my way right in there, became an admin. And then when they were looking for new podcasters, uh, specifically a podcast for and about women, they asked me if I'd like to host it. And I jumped at the chance. And recently, uh, I've taken over complete responsibility for the podcast so i do everything now I do well that's amazing own. because it's not it, i i personally listen to it um as well as my wife sean and um uh again if if you are male and and and, and listening to please do listen because a lot of it does come over um because everybody is different physio physiological and um and mentally as well so and it's it's a really good listen and um you sort of explain things in layman's terms, which I love. Well, that's the thing. And yes, it's, it's a good point. Although it's predominantly for women, it's not restricted to women only. Yeah. It's very much anyone can listen to it. And I do have the odd man, as I say, <laughs> on as well. But my extraordinary women and men, the, the whole idea, the, the concept behind the podcast was one actually that grew out of my Facebook group and um, a blog that I was going to start that was focusing on ordinary women who all have extraordinary stories. Yeah. And so I just developed that idea a bit more and turned it into the podcast. Amazing. And it's, it's amazing how many people that I approach because they've, they might have, uh, you know, the, there was an interesting post in my Facebook group, for example, or on the forum. And I approach them and say, hey, you know, would you like to come on a podcast and share your story? And more often than not, they say, well, I'm, there's, there's nothing extraordinary about me. I'm, you know, I'm boring. <laughs> I'm normal. And I say, well, yeah, but most of the people who come on say the same thing. Every, everyone has uh, an extraordinary story and have. that's what i want to get across and to show just how different everybody is yeah oh it's amazing and um yeah as i say it's it's predominantly female but uh, again it's a good resource for me because people you know have, since i've lost quite a lot of weight and i'm healthier and i'm happier and things like that people do obviously see the difference and um if it's uh, friends of ours and they'll say you know how you do it I'd love to have um, that answer from a, a female side because um, uh, a I'll bring up some questions that, that Sean has um, asked me to ask you because 
again, the male body, the female body is totally different. Hormones are regulated in a different way. Am I right? And um, things like that, because she's she's had some fantastic results, but not necessarily the weight loss. But she's so much healthier, a brain, a mind fog, and everything like that. I am doing exactly the same thing, but I I'm getting dramatic results. And um, yeah, you buggers. It's I know. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's trying to say this is what I'm doing, and then I'm saying, I said I've I've got to read. You know, I got to go back to the books that I've read and try and find out. Of you know, if if she's. Um, not not responding to certain types of food, dairy, things like that. So at the moment, we're in the process of leaving things out for a few weeks and seeing if that's the res- if, if that does any results and, and other me- medical things going on and things. So, um, yeah, it is sort of, I feel guilty some, sometimes for, you know, losing my sort of body weight and whatever. But again... I mainly did it for her and the boys and the family. You know, I want to be here in the next 40, 50 years, you know, to um, to fly the flag on, you know, if I can do it, a, a little Welsh man, you know, from North Wales, um, anybody can and anybody can do it. I listened um the last Keto Dudes podcast on doing it on a budget. <clears throat> I think that's another podcast that's um, ready to go, but on a UK side, UK and Ireland and, and whatever. So... That's right, but she was she was saying um, would would ask your advice on is there any sort of certain things that you'd recommend that that men may have as an advantage that w- women may not have in terms of the way the, the the diet or the way of eating happens. It's very tricky, and I think it's it's a funny thing to say. And it sounds a bit stereotypical, but we are just a bit more complicated. (laughs) I think... In a good way, in a good way. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We work in general on a cycle. You know, for for men, it's much more just in general, and I am generalizing here. It's a day-to-day, and that's how it works. But with us, it tends to work on a on a cycle with our menstruation cycle and things vary a lot and what we need at different times and then when you throw into the mix things like menopause and perimenopause and that's that's one of the absolutely normal times when women find it much more difficult to shift weight sure you know you'll, you'll hear people saying well you know it was easy in my 20s i just used to stop eating snacks and the weight would fall off or I would do this and the weight would fall off or that but it gets more and more difficult as you get older and yes it does come down to being very different and what to what to do to address it but there are a few things and yes like what you were saying about dairy is a typical one unfortunately (laughs) I love my cheese yeah for some people it can really hold them up and I had an interesting conversation with Georgia Ede about how some people react in a very specific way to dairy because of the growth hormones it has in it. If you think about it, what yeah. is dairy? It's yeah. a growth product for, you know, baby animals. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it's for. Its purpose is to get them to grow fast and strong. And we don't all react to it this way, but some people, when they eat dairy, react in that very specific way. And so for them, it's, you know, you've heard that phrase, I only need to look at cake and I'll put on weight. Well, it's the same thing with dairy. You only need to look look at dairy and you'll start putting on weight. So yes, that's, that's definitely something to look at. Sweeteners are a big problem for some people. Okay. And... Um, it, it can be a good thing to try cutting those out. Uh, nuts is is another big group that, that can be a problem. And certainly I find for myself just a general carb creep. Okay, yeah. And for me, when I eat things like that, yeah. 
I tend to, my carb levels just tend to start creeping up. Mm -hmm. So when, when those things, especially when they're combined, so if I'm making sort of keto treats and things like that, I go back to that old food addiction way of eating and I do have real problems with food addiction and that comes back in. I'm the same with sweet things like Coke Zero. I call it Crack Zero because it's yeah. that addictive. Oh, we've, we've banned anything like that out of the house. We just have water and some sparkling water. And um, well, I, I drink a little sort of additive called Stool, which I think is um, stevia I've based. I've heard of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can get it. It's a family company over in the UK and um if i i sort of sometimes miss a a flavored water and that's what what i use but you're right with what we're trying to do is mix it up as well because again back to dairy nuts and sweeteners our typical breakfast would be a, a dollop of full fat greek yogurt um with some mixed nuts and the and a couple of blueberries and that's that does fine for me but we're now asking the question should we mix it up and and put put that um put something else on the on the table you know because we, we again we're an advocate of real food now and um, not processed when we can get it um but um it's uh, it is a difficult one and I'll, I'll i'll pass those that advice over to sean as well yeah well the 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 thing is really and this this again this is my experience but i do think it is generally quite good advice is to drill down to quite a strict and basic keto and we're talking about those sweet tastes i find especially with sweet drinks that they can stimulate appetite sure so it encourages you to want to you know what is the typical thing you'd like if you're having that sweet drink you want something like a bowl of salty peanuts or yeah, something with yeah. it's that yeah, it sure. encourages that seesaw between sweet salty sweet salty yeah and it and it just stimulates appetite. The thing that works for me every single time, if I've started straying with that carb creep, if I've started to put a bit of weight on, that's less important to me. Um, obviously, it's an it's an it's an element to me, and yeah. I'm still a little bit heavier than I would like to be, but I'm not that worried about it. The thing that kicks in with me are the headaches start coming back. And my mood tanks. Sure. And that, that's really important to me, really yeah. important, because that just ruins everything. I can't <laughs> function properly. Um, so I drill right down. My breakfast every day is bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. And then my dinner is something very simple. It will be a fatty protein and some vegetables. Sure. And okay, yes, sometimes I will have some cheese. I will have some nuts. I try as much as I can. And this is the other crucial thing that probably will have an impact depending on what she is doing already. Yep. And that is not so much about what you eat, although I would address that. It's when you eat and okay. how often you eat. Yep. And so to reduce that eating window and the frequency of when you do eat. I mean, you know this, you know yep. the science behind yep. it. It's giving your system a rest without spiking that insulin, giving your system a rest and the chance to do what you want it to do, which is burning fat. Sure. So, so you know, just, just trying to avoid those, those snacks in between meals and trying to have a hard stop yeah. after dinner in the evening and resisting the urge, if you're that way inclined, which sure. I am, <laughs> to have those evening snacks. Well, I, I'm, I've... That my my urges have are totally gone now because I've just bought an ice cream maker and Carrie Brown's ice cream cookbook, so um, that's me gone. But luckily, my other half, Sean, she doesn't like ice cream, so it's just mine. So, um, but and yeah. it shows again that's something that shows how different we all are because there are many people who have, and I also have the book, and yeah. I also have an ice cream maker, <laughs> and I've also made her ice creams. Some people say that one scoop is enough and it's very yeah. satiating and that's all they can have that's not me yeah i can a... i can eat half the carton you know there is a limit and it is satiate, satiating that's absolutely right and there's only so much i can eat in one go but knowing it's in the freezer i will keep going back keep going back yeah. keep going back because that's tapping into the food addictions i have yeah another thing that um again it, it works for me i've got got over that stigma of eating enough good fat 
Mm. Um, and then sometimes um, Sean will say, I'm sure I'm having too much, but in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm having, sometimes I think, oh, I'm not having enough. But I'll know, you know, by, I don't really weigh myself. I just I know how I feel and what if the clothes are fitting or if I need to buy any smaller ones or bigger ones, that type of thing. But again, it's 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 getting over to the listeners, um, not not only my wife, but the fact that if it's a good fat, if it's real food within that fat, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Absolutely. And I think women especially have that nagging little devil in their brain going, oh, that you, you can't eat that fat. You, you yeah. need to be low fat. You know this. You need to count calories. And fat has a load of calories. And that's really, that's yeah. going to make you fat. And you can't do that. La, 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 la. Yeah. All the time. It's all been ingrained in our lifestyle over the past 50 years, isn't it? Exactly. Fortunately for me, I've always ignored that. However, because I just hate low fat stuff, I think it tastes disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when my sister was always buying, you know, low fat mayonnaise or whatever, I'd insist on buying the full fat because I just yeah. can't stand the low fat stuff. But I did feel guilty about it. Sure. I thought I was doing something I shouldn't be doing. And of course I was because it was in a high carb environment. So, you know, whenever we talk about high fat, I do like to stress high fat is, is fabulous. And it's, absolutely fine and it's really good for you in a low carb environment it has to be in a low carb environment if you combine the high fat and the high carb well yes that is heart attack on a plate and the fat is contributing to that yeah but you take those carbs away and it and it's not a problem so now i just love it i revel in it i add lots of butter to my scrambled egg i'll have you know I, i made a very basic casserole that's just basically beef it's got a few onions in there it's really fatty but i add butter in it to add that oh, sort of yeah. emulsifies the sauce there, and it just tastes so good but uh, but i've got that in my brain now because i can see what's on my plate i can see how much i can eat and there's only so much you can eat exactly yeah when it's combined correctly so when it's fatty proteins and you've got butter on your vegetables or whatever it is you're not just eating fat for the sake of it you're not mm-hmm. popping fat bombs which have their place but yep. then they're a tasty treat but again that's something i have to be careful with because it's that sweet and fat combined i'll just just keep eating them yeah i read somewhere but when it's on your plate like that there's only so much of it I know, you yeah. can eat, isn't there? and that's why we've gone I've, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts we, we we've got we advocate small plates and um it does work you know and we we are well i'm feeling full we're all feeling full even the kids and they they're doing they're they're still eating carbs or whatever um and uh, we're we're doing sort of keto by stealth with the boys we've got a 17 and a 12 year old they don't realize um unless when we say to our youngest said he said is this keto he said yeah it's no it's cruel i don't want to kill any ketos I'd no. have loved it as a kid. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, I can remember the kind of food that I was sort of made to eat and, and sort of told not to eat so much of. And I think I would have really enjoyed it. I mean, I have always been a carb addict. That's, sure. that's completely true. But I think given the choice, and I'm not one of those people who never misses things anymore. I do. Mm. But given the choice of eating this way and cutting out the carbs and being healthy, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. Sure. And, and it's nice to feel satisfied. Again, I think that's something that is more so with women. They think that they shouldn't eat to satiety. Yeah. You know, you have I think it's quite a masculine thing mm-hmm. to yeah, have a, you know, a big plate full of food and to feel really satisfied and that's okay. But for women, sadly, they have this thing that they should walk away feeling hungry, that it's good to always feel a little bit hungry because there's more chance of being thin if you're always a bit hungry. But no, we don't want to feel full. We want to feel full. We want to enjoy our food. And the good news is you can. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I suppose... uh, I've still got the um, the thing about parents and um, and 
a dinner lady saying, you know, you can't leave the table until you've finished it. And yeah. then you get two. F- that's how that's how it all started for me, really. I would just clear the plates and then, oh, when's pudding dessert, you know, and guzzle it down with full fat, you know, soft drinks and, and, uh, and things like that. And then you think after, you know, I'm 51 now, you think, yeah, I should have done this when I was 20, but I was so naive. <laughs> Yes, it's it, it's great, isn't it? And I, I interviewed Tom Norton just a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but you should watch yeah, it. Yeah. It's Fat Head Kids movie. And, you know, the, the subtitle is, you know, I wish I'd known this, basically, yeah, when I was yeah. younger. If only I'd have known this. So he's just trying to get that information across the kids to empower them with knowledge. And that's that's one of the, if not, the biggest thing that I love about keto is the sense of empowerment it gives you. And I think particularly for women, in light of all the things I've said, in sure. light of all those nagging little demons they have, it gives you this sense of empowerment and this realization that you actually, you do know your own body and you do know what's best for it. And mm-hmm. you can stop listening to all these people who are telling you, that you need to cut calories or you need to eat less and move more or you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Once you really get in touch with your body, and I think that's what keto does, not just for women, for everybody, you can tune into all those signals and have that confidence in yourself again. Instead of having this rule book that you have to play by and say, I can't eat this or I can't eat that, or, or, you it, or can, you've got you um, can just say I'll eat what I fancy having. Yeah, or you or you get penalised on it by sins and um, oh. all that type of thing. Um, done done that. Well, got the t-shirt and everything like. Got yeah. the little book Me and I've got too. it stamped. And you know, I sat in in a, a class. I think I must have been in my mid thirties. I must have been twenty two stone. And I thought, oh well liven things up and I I treated it as if I was an, an alcoholic and I just said my name's Rob and I'm fat everybody everybody didn't get it <laughs> apart from my mum <laughs> but um it's yeah. a problem though that general approach that you can eat everything in moderation yeah for most of us who have had a weight or an obesity problem we we simply cannot we can't do that. There are people who can eat everything in moderation and be metabolically flexible and healthy for the whole of their lives. Yeah. And that's fine. That's going to work mm-hmm. really well for them. But I've never been able to do it. I've never been able to eat the things that I'm addicted to in moderation. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it is completely, again, where you say it's like sitting in an AA meeting. Yeah. Well, it is if you have a problem with, with carb addiction. That's right, and um, ironically, the um, the people that are, are, are taking these classes and running these clubs, you know, they they do themselves, you know, have uh, issues. And um, cool. uh, I know I, I, I took the mic a few weeks ago about um, there's some people on on Facebook that are with the tops off and things like that. Um, yeah, great. I'd love to look like that. Oh, no one never go new. It's good science, but um, again, it's that it's a bit like the. Um, I think I discussed this last time. It's the sort of the, do I want to be in the Hello magazine type of person, or do I want to be somebody that's happy? You know, I look okay and whatever in terms of body size now, but I was quite I was quite okay when I was four stone heavier. I was you know it was just I was still Rob, but um, you do get these little blips in life and you think if I carry on now I might die (laughs) that's the that's the the thing or I've seen family members pass away at young ages we're getting to that age aren't we where you start thinking (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and uh, you you never know what's around the bend but damage limitation and obviously there's you know even on the way I I I eat and things like that I'm not one of of counting but I'm I'm one for listening to my body and um because i feel if i start counting you know properly and having apps and things like that it doesn't work for me because i think i'm back doing one of those clubs again and i have to attend and i have to go on the scales and then i get a little tick or a 
minus against me. And then yes, I, I agree, and I think I think that is the case, and I think that's also the case where I get a little bit leery with uh, things like these fasts, egg fasts, beef yeah. and butter fasts. They they sound what Kim Houghton calls diet brain mentality, yeah. and I and I really think it is. But there's there's one thing I would like to say about things like Weight Watchers and Slimming World mm. that you have to remember that their business model, what their business, what does every good business model rely on? Um, repeat repeat business. customers, yeah. yeah. And they don't want you to be a one-off customer. <laughs> they yeah. don't want that. They want you to keep coming back. And they want you to think that the reason you have to go back to them is that you've somehow failed. So their plan works. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that you've regained your weight is because you weren't adhering to it and it's your fault yeah so that's their business model yeah and that's not the, that's not the keto business model the keto business model is we're going to give you some information that is going to fix you for good yeah <laughs> yes you you will have to stick to it within reason but yeah, it's yeah. it's delicious you know like everyone depending where you're starting from again if you're having to fix something you will have to stick to it or you could slide back you know if you're more metabolically flexible sure. it's, it's not so much of an issue but it's delicious it's not going to feel onerous to do it and we don't want you to come back we want you as a one-off customer <laughs> yeah yeah but um the good and by th the way it's free <laughs> it's free and another thing there's lots of free things out there you know all the um the forums and the oh, the, the so the, many resources and, and everybody's so lovely um mm -hmm. now you've got the extreme people who do stick and they count everything great it works for them you know i'm not you oh, know if that's what you enjoy exactly absolutely. but there's like lazy people like me who who, me too. <laughs> who i yeah. liked your i like the way you label it actually intuitive <laughs> keto i think you said intuitive week. keto yeah i know yeah my body thinks um I'm, I'm still looking for the golden chip though or french fry if you're listening in the states um <laughs> a typical triple fried potato um french fry I haven't come across it yet, but I will eat it no. when it when it when it's there because there's some great pub food around where we are and things like that. I haven't had the um, audacity or the, the the inclination to do that, um, but when I see halloumi fries on the menu, oh, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. And there's some pub chains um, open that have opened up new newer menus. Um, you mainly you see it on a gluten-free menu, but um, you can have naked burgers with halloumi fries, loads of salad, things like that. Although, yeah, the burgers may be a little processed, and they may have some fillers in and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's convenient, and um, I can go and meet friends, and they can have what they want, you know. And I don't, they they don't bat an eye. Whereas, if I was in a club, I'd be saying, "Oh, that's X amount of sins." So I can have some celery and a piece of um, boiled chicken. Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. just get into this balancing act. You yeah. know, I, I was the same when I was calorie counting. Um, I was, on, you know, 1,500 calories a day or something. And I manipulated it down to the nth degree, which is ludicrous because it's not that accurate in the first place, just so that I could have a magnum every day. Yeah. And it, it was just crazy. And, of course, restricting myself like that it was only a matter of time before i ate the whole six pack out the freezer oh yeah i because did they were they were calling to me yeah. so you know you you can't do it there there are things chips uh the thing i'm exactly <laughs> like you they're one of my favorite things and i i haven't found a way to adequately replicate those but i tell you what i do i sometimes have them yes yeah, sure. i'm very i'm very picky about it mm -hmm. so if I'm at a restaurant and I see someone else having chips and they're those really good ones, they're yeah. like those triple fried, really yeah. crispy on the outside. So I'll have some. And, and I would never have imagined myself saying this, but I can have them on a plate in front of me. Um, here, you know, typical, you'll know in France, typical mm. uh, dinner is steak frites. You sure. can get that yeah. almost anywhere. And it will come. I focus on the steak and a bit of salad. I will have a few of those chips or fries yeah. for Americans. And I'll leave the rest. Oh, yeah. I never would have been able to do that. Oh, I'm exactly and, the same. you know, I've been keto long enough. That's not 
it, it's not going to touch the sides. Mm. It's not going to affect me. It would if I had them at home, I would start yeah. eating them too often and things like that. But I can have them occasionally when I'm out and it's not something, although it's something that I really like, it's not going to trigger a real, you know, addictive cycle sure. again. So there are these little leeways sure. that, that you'll find that, that you can have. My, my leeway is, is making the, um, the cheesy fat head um, dough and making my own version of Greg's sausage rolls. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet they're delicious. Yeah, there's a, there's a company over here that um, they sell mo- ma- mo- mainly in su- the big supermarkets, but they're gluten-free sausages and they're 97% meat and oh, fat, and um, they work perfectly with them. They're called Heck, they are. Heck sausages. Oh, are. yes, I've had yeah. those, actually. Yeah, yeah. and... Right. Um, but... I have to make them twice a week. So that's my little right little treat. Or what shall I have? You know, I'm not quite, quite full. I'm not quite satiated yet. But um, yeah, I'll have some of that with some um, whole grain or Dijon, and um, that is a treat and a half. And I cannot wait until Carrie Brown makes her HP keto sauce. Ah, oh, she has promised. Yeah, she? she has <laughs> promised. And um, if you're listening, Carrie, I'm, I'm, we're, we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure she'll come up with it before yeah. long do, do you i have... bet they're delicious though isn't it exciting to be able to sit down and eat something that you literally moan out loud because it is so delicious yeah and you can get really excited because you can also think to yourself this is really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> How often, you know, you think yeah. back to all these years when we've been struggling. How often could you really enjoy something without feeling guilty at the same time? Yeah, and having a big blob of butter on top of a ribeye rib or cooking it in, in butter and then... Which is so delicious. And, I then, do that. <laughs> and then just pour in some double cream or heavy cream or over it, letting it cook in that, loads of pepper, bit of salt, and you've got your own peppercorn sauce, and um, and I, have, you know, you have it with broccoli or um, cauliflower, whatever, um, or just on its own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do, or, or dip dip your halloumi sh- chips in into the sauce, mm-hmm. um, and then for the first time a few weeks ago, I made um, Bernays sauce out oh, of a nice. whole st- a bit of paragon in it. Yeah, it? out of a whole stick of butter, mm. and I thought, oh my, I'm going to eat all this. <laughs> I made some hollandaise the other day. One of my favorite meals, I probably have this at least once or twice a week, is a couple of chicken thighs that I roast in the oven. So they're really, really crispy skin. And then I have them with mayonnaise. And I can't get the perfect mayonnaise here. It always has a bit of, um, you know, soybean oil or something in it that I'm not... Mm -hmm. I'll have it because I don't have that much of it and it's convenient. But I thought the other day, I'll tell you what, I'll make some hollandaise. Yep. And I made some, which is which is kind of a, a warm mayonnaise, isn't it? It is, really? yeah. Egg yeah. yolks and butter and a bit of lemon juice. Delicious. So mm-hmm. I made myself a little pot of hollandaise and dipped it in oh, that. Oh, amazing. Was, that was glorious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I often tell if there's anybody from the States that, that's on the podcast that um, we're quite um, lucky in, in Europe where a lot of the stuff is grass-fed. When, mm. And I, I couldn't get my head around the, the grass-fed or even, you know, grass-finished as well that we can look for in, in the UK because uh, we're, we're going over to the States soon and um, we were over there last year and I, I still managed to lose half a stone even eating in the US at chain restaurants and th- things like that. Now we're going back to the theme park so that's going to be a challenge and I may take a, a little mic with me just to do some voice snippets and put them in a podcast. But yeah, um, yeah things Although like... surely, I mean, every fast food place has burgers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might get a bit bored with burgers by the end. But yeah, I and, they, and steak, obviously, steak and yeah. seafood and things like that. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to. And um, uh, I'm not looking forward to the prices because of the exchange yeah. rate, but uh, it's one of those, yeah. another, that's another story. But, um, yeah, we, we, we are quite lucky. And, um, again, I'll, I'll probably put this in a, sh- in a show in a, a few weeks' time, the fact that we've got um, supermarkets like Lidl and Aldi, 
who have got really reasonably priced meat and veg and um yeah, it's good too and it is good you know the ribeye from aldi we have every week and then we, we either cook it normally or have strip steak that type of thing all different types of um made-up sources and we're, again we're, we, we are really really lucky with the cuts of meat and, and obviously we've got uh, you probably find it in france as well some great butchers and great grocers that we can mm. just nip into a village or a town and you know where things are coming from then if if you're not on a budget obviously it's an interesting the actually in my local supermarket leclerc little is a bit different but leclerc a lot of their um, meat and some of the eggs are from local farms and they do actually live where yeah. they're from um but yes i have i have a little and, and and love it and always look in the reduced bin they tend that's where i tend to find the uh entrecote or ribeye sure and it's always the really fatty ones that are in there so I yeah. luck out. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the last but, ke- two keto um, show, they were on about the, the cuts of bacon that, that people yeah. throw away and things like that. And you think, that's where all the flavour is. <laughs> yes, it's, it's definitely worth talking to your butcher. I've picked up things like pork skin before completely free yeah. and make, make some crackling from it. Oh, but I, I'm, very, I'm very keen on um, doing keto on a budget too. I think it's something that a lot of people say, oh, I can't do keto because it's too expensive. And I'm actually doing a budget keto challenge. Um, My typical procrastinator self, I haven't posted it on the forum yet, but I've actually been doing it for four weeks. I'm, well, I'm approaching week five and I'm dropping down um, a certain amount each week. So I started at um, I think it was 40 euros, so uh, maybe $45, a yep. bit less in, in sterling. And I'm dropping it by, I tailored it to the uh, dollar market because that's the biggest yep. of the audience, but it, yeah. it goes down in $5 increments. And I think last week I was at 26 euros and this week I'm going to be down to 22 and wow. things are starting to get a little bit sticky <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having to are you, are you working I'm, out 20 24 euros for you just for one person for yourself that's for one person yeah. yes um and I think and that's where it's interesting because actually when you're buying for a family when you're cooking more in bulk I think you can actually get the per person amount down a little bit I think it gets a little bit more difficult when you're just um, cooking for one person but I'm interested to see just how low I can go and then it'd be something I stick to so I'm going to see how low I can go and then stick at that level yeah because there are different rules that I'm bringing into it where you have to I have to allow for buying something from scratch where you often end up using it. So I can buy, for example, a big bag of frozen green beans for one euro 10 or something. Well, that in reality is going to last me weeks and weeks and weeks, but I have to allow for it in each week. So what's going to be interesting is when I get to the point where I stop and then I can see what I can start juggling around and how I can make things more interesting. So yes, it will be interesting to see, what that I've always been interested to know what the sort of reasonable cutoff yeah yeah minimum is yeah and the fact that you know we um we we find it because our uh, grocery bill every week comes within two pounds or, or two or three dollars um the same and we're we're wondering if if we um if it goes for instance every time we go to Aldi it's 124 pounds for the weekly shopping every week <laughs> and we think and, and in some weeks oh it's um low oh sean just put another bottle of wine on because we do have cheeky <laughs> wine we do have a, a glass of cheeky wine every now and then and uh things like that so um yeah and, and that's what i'm trying to uh, promote that it, it can be done on a budget because if you think on the other side if people are saying buy our branded weight watchers slimmers world products from the supermarket Again, you, you're dealing with, yeah, it's got some good ingredients, but it's uh, processed and things like that. And I read the book um, that Rangan Chatterjee brought out first about healthy, real food, that if it is processed, have a look on the back. And if there's more than four ingredients in the pack, just put it back. 
you Always know. Always a good indicator, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but oh, well, I think you, you can do it on a reasonable budget and people tend to focus and Carrie w- was talking about this with Carl on, on this week's podcast on the Two Keto Dudes about people tend to focus on what you're buying and how much they are like, oh, meat's expensive or cheese mm-hmm. is expensive. Here in France, vegetables are expensive, okay. <laughs> to be honest, which is why I tend to often end up just eating the meat. Um, but actually... If you do the maths and work out side by side all the things that you're not spending money on anymore, yeah, all those sneaky little things that go into the trolley, the bags of crisps and all the snacky, treaty, processed, crappy stuff that goes yeah. in, that stuff adds up to oh, a lot. Yeah. You know, I know this because I know when, um, you know, things have gone sideways for me and I've just ended up on a massive car binge, it's expensive oh, yeah. to buy all those things. I used to be, uh, when I was a salesman on the road about 15, 16 years ago, I would go to um, a garage, a, a petrol station. Um, I was hungry. I'd get um, some sandwiches, a Cornish pasty, sausage roll, that type of thing, a pastry product with meat in. Um, and then there'd always be an offer. You buy three chocolate bars and you pay, oh, pay only for two. And the then... problem with the UK, isn't it? Yeah. Everything <laughs> has that. Oh, I just have a sneaky bar of chocolate. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I can buy one and I'll get another one free, so why yeah. not? And the same with the soft drinks as well. Yeah. But I'd always say, oh, well, I am having a Diet Coke or a Diet Pepsi, and that, 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 that'll, that'll help when you think... Yeah, all those years ago, in, in hindsight, I find hindsight's okay until you were, you realise the outcome of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there um, sort of a go? You mentioned just meat and a, a sauce. Um, if you're, I, I've been asking this every show now. Have you got a go-to recipe? And also, have you got a go-to recipe when you're entertaining people? Hmm. I suppose by go-to, it's what I make most often. And to be honest at home, I just, I just eat really simply. Sure. <laughs> so like I say, one of my most regular things is, is a couple of chicken thighs and, and mayo. Yeah. Um, but I do like multi-tasking recipes. So one thing that I've been making quite a lot because it does fit into the whole budget thing is a simple tomato and red pepper sauce. Yeah. And for some people who are really strict keto, that might be a bit too carby for them. But particularly like me, when you're just eating twice a day and your breakfast is bacon and eggs, you've got a bit of leeway yeah, yeah, sure. in that evening meal. And I'll make that sauce and it, it goes with so many things. So I can, Again, roast some chicken thighs in it in the oven. If you throw in um, some fennel seeds, it works beautifully uh, with pork. I buy the sausage meat from Lidl and I make little meatballs and I pop that in and and cook it off in the oven and that's delicious. You can also rustle up some eggs in purgatory just by putting some of that sauce in a pan and dropping some eggs in it Mm -hmm. and putting the lid on and cooking it and that's delicious. Um, So it's it's a real simple basic sauce that's just uh, a little bit of onion and some um, pepper fried up in there and some tomato and a bit of um, some chili and then like I say you can you can adapt it in fact we, we, had, we had that at the weekend actually um, yeah. mainly because we went to a ref there's um, a theater stroke art center in a place called Chester which is very close to where we live just over the border in England and um, they do a Lebanese dish called shushuka and that is the red pepper but with an egg egg in and Greek feta mm-hmm as oh, well delicious. yeah absolutely or we we leave out the um the flatbreads um mm-hmm. and um that's a, a well one it's a beautiful breakfast but we have it throughout the day if we wanted to yeah yes really delicious and i find with guests anything really they're always happy with with anything i give them and it's usually some kind of protein food maybe with a bit of sauce and vegetables but the thing that i put in usually for them to satisfy that need for something carby on the plate you know that sort of starchy carb 
my go-to is a cauliflower mash sure. usually yeah. and i find that's really easy now i buy the frozen cauliflower florets from lidl and i'll cook them off until they're soft and then i just throw them in the food processor to make a puree and i literally just put in a tub of um like a, a garlic herb cream yep. cheese borsan yep. type stuff i just throw that in there with um salt oh, and pepper delicious. and then out it comes in a dish i put some knobs of butter on it of course put it in the oven and and they love it they yep. absolutely love yep. it yeah we do the same with um not not strictly keto but we we love celeriac and um it's in season over here in in the supermarkets and celeriac mash i, I prefer it to normal one there. <laughs> the potato Dude, one now I, i'm not wild on the celery flavor yeah so I, we I we, we do say. whack a lot of butter and cream in it um yeah, it, it to, needs it have you ever had the the raw salad they they have it here a lot oh, you no. always find it in the in the uh, supermarkets here, celery uh, rape, they call okay. it the, the grated with some mayonnaise. Okay. That's quite nice. And All the right. other thing are the fries. You can make fries out of it. Yep. it they're not as good as, as, as potato fries, but they're decent. You, if yep. you cut them into, um, you know, decent size sort of chips. Yep. And then I, because I like to get rid of a bit of that um, celery flavor, I parboil them in um, some water with a stock cube. Yeah. And then you dry them out and you toss them in some oil and butter and seasoning and roast them in the oven. And they're oh, pretty good. Amazing. We tried, uh, we tried that before we discovered the mash, and, but we, we put um, some Indian spices on. We put some cumin, oh, nice. cumin and turmeric on. Mm -hmm. And again, it just gives us that little flavor. Whereas years ago, we used to do the same with potatoes and put soy sauce on them to make them oven type um wedges potato mm. wedges that type of thing we're doing the same philosophy but but with celeriac so but uh, uh, we're coming to a close in a minute but what i'd really like to ask you daisy as, as a as a woman and to give some really good tips to women for starting um a ketogenic low-carb lifestyle what would you be your ultimate tip or go-to place i know we've got the podcasts and there's the two keto you, yourself keto woman hopefully people will listen to this um but um just to, to to start start it off even if it's a conversation where where would you go hmm, yeah that's a good question especially if there's there's nobody that you can um you may see people on the internet that you may not know um i'm the apart from my wife i'm the, the only person that sort of in my in the area has is really sort of um confident in uh, flying the flag for it but um mm -hmm. there are people that doing it by stealth but not knowing but i'd love to encourage people just to give it a try it may not work for them in certain aspect but say if you see the benefits not only the weight loss but the mental and everything like that um it'd be great you know somebody like yourself to say have you tried this or have you tried that yeah, there are, I mean, there are so many places to choose from now. I think the ketogenic forums is a very safe place to okay. start. Yeah. Um, I think it is nice if you are a Facebook fan to find a Facebook group that works for you. The trouble is there are so many out there yep. and there are so many different messages that come through and a lot of people get put off because they land in one of these groups and someone's a bit snarky or someone yeah, starts yeah. shouting at them it's not keto when they've posted a picture they're really proud of oh of i know yeah and you get disheartened oh. don't you <laughs> exactly um my facebook group is great okay brilliant <laughs> uh they're they're really kind supportive women all around the world who will not shout at you who are very laissez-faire so you know anything goes but they're willing to give help to newbies or people who have been around for a while who are finding it difficult people can come in and just say i've had a really crappy day can you just sure. show me some love you know it doesn't have to be specifically all about keto all the time um, but i do think the ketogenic forums is a really safe place to start as far as interacting with people yep. goes okay. and there are lots of lists of resources on there so um there are some wiki posts of 
things like um, good books to read, good podcasts yep. to listen to, good websites to go to. So it's a really good starting place. And then, you know, work out from there, test some waters with some um, Facebook groups, yep. listen to the podcast, the Diet Doctor website. Oh, is, yeah, yeah. A fantastic resource if you're not getting the interaction there so much, but if you're going there to find information, you know, you can sign up for the, they have a beginner's uh, two-week course, I think it is, yep. where you get sent emails every day and, and recipes and a meal plan and what to do. You know, really good, basic information library resource. But if you want to interact with people, it, it it has to be the ketogenic forums, I think. Sure. And that's just ketogenicforums.com. So really easy to find. Brilliant. And we'll post that on the um, the episode page as well uh, for, for this one. Um, yeah, you know, mentioned The Diet Doctor. I've, I've, I've sort of, I think I've gone through all the um, the major films on there. The uh, the big fat fix and the... Um, yes, the, and the there's, there's loads of resources for free. Yeah. But you can, they do have a membership site which um is a massive library now but even that you can try it for a whole month free and yeah. anyone who's thinking is that true will they not charge my credit card the the day before the month no, they, no they won't it no. is absolutely uh, a month free if you want to cancel at that time you can so it's it's well worth exploring that like you say there are loads of great movies the serial killers trilogy oh yeah is one yeah. of my favorites it is yeah and um again and again the books you can get really sort of heavy sciencey books but you can get you know general uh ones that again tell stories you know um although it's very really science i'm reading um jimmy and christine moore's book at the moment it's a lot of science which i'm not a, an academic but there's a lot the main thing about it is the story um especially christine's through her illnesses and whatever and um that that is quite inspiring and um the other one that i've I'm, i've read recently is by zoe harkham oh yes yeah so a fantastic writer yeah, yeah. so uh, and her, her website is is very good lots of interesting articles yeah and someone i've uh, interviewed a, a few times annette bosworth if you like that story holding together information her book any way you can which is the story about um her mother and her struggle with cancer and that's how she got yep. into uh she's she's a doctor dr bosworth and yep. she started investigating um, the ketogenic way of eating as a way to um, help her her mother and she has what i really like really short bite-sized bits of science yep. throughout so sort of each chapter has that little sort of bite-sized bit of science held together with a story sure yeah um i, I must um start I, I do read a lot but it's trying to um convey that uh, message to to people that i know is, is really quite difficult i say if you're going to invest in yourself try and you know here's here's the book you know have a read and there's some great chapters in there, whatever. Um, and hopefully, I uh, hold my hands up, and pe people are starting to listen now. You know, because they're seeing the, um, you know, how happy people are, and how you know the the support that people can get. And another and that's thing, that's where I think podcasts are so great. They're so yeah. accessible, and people, lots of people say, I haven't got time to read a book. Yeah. I haven't got time to do all that. We say, well, have you got time to listen to a podcast on your way to work or when you're out? Walking yeah. the dogs, that's when I listen to podcasts. Yeah, sure. Much more easily accessible, they're free, and you can just start taking and in. And it's, it's like just like having a conversation like this, really. It's, <laughs> um, uh, you, you've got the, you know, the, the science-y ones and things like that. But if it's just like, I, I, I still think, I know um, uh, Carl and Carrie do bring a lot of science to it, but it's, it's easy to understand and I, I must admit, I must recommend if people are starting, they've got a start podcast. I don't know the number, but I think um, if you go to the website start.2keto.com, it's yes, a great people so. to, it's a great web um, podcast for people who are, um, just want tips on just how to, to start, do the shopping and just uh, work out if they do want to work out the um the equations and things like that and uh and the other thing with their podcast is that, that it worked very well from that point of view was it started as an accountability project for carl so actually yeah. if you just simply go back to the first episode 
you have Carl, who's a newbie, who's starting out, and you've got Richard, who's been who'd been doing it for a couple of years at that point, yeah. and it's him basically mentoring Carl as as he goes on. So you can start with Carl and yeah. you know listen to one every week, and you're very likely to be at the same sort of stage as Brilliant. he was, and so hearing the information that you need to hear at the right time. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to draw the podcast to a, to an end, Daisy. But thanks ever so much for coming on. And this is our sixth podcast. And fingers crossed, people do do listen. I'm getting a lot of great messages through. And thanks all to all the listeners. And hopefully you'll come on again. And we'll have a different story to, to uh, chat about. And um, you never know, there may be something happening in some sort of keto festival over in the UK. If we can... Um, Sounds uh, good. Get the uh, get our heads together and, and whatever. So um, I will be in touch with the dudes and uh, you guys. And um, again, stay tuned uh, to this. It's the Keto Happiness Podcast with me, Rob Saunders. And thanks again, Daisy. Well, thank you very much for having me. And kudos to you for becoming a podcaster. I know how much work is involved. Oh, thank you. And see you all folks next time.